I was already having amazing sex. Like my, I had already been a guest multiple times on Playboy radio. I um, talking about sexual topics. I was giving my friends sex advice. They, one, my, my friend still swears to this day that the sex position I taught her helped save her marriage. Um, my friends it would always ask me and tell me I should write out a book when I would tell them my adventure. So I was already having better sex than like 99% of my friends, I would say. So the second time I was with this person, when I returned that next night and all this amazingness happened, and I'm not one that likes to share my favorite toys. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I kind of got a little only child syndrome with that. And, but I sat up in the bed and looked him in the eye and I was, was so, so much sincerity. And I was just like, I want to clone you and give one of you to all my friends because it kind of broke my heart. Cause like, I know most of the people that I know have never experienced this and probably will never experience it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Forge Your Path podcast. I'm your life coach and host, Delaney McGuire. So if you're new here or a returning listener, Forge Your Path is really all about sharing stories, insights, tools, and resources from myself and some really inspiring guests too. With the ultimate goal of you seeing with clarity that you have the power to create a life of fulfillment, of well-being, of joy, on your own terms, right? You no longer need to look external for how to live your life. You can go inside, get clear on what lights you up and not just get that motivation from us here at Forge Your Path, but the actionable tools that you can take away and implement in your life starting today to really make some transformation in your life. So I'm grateful that you're here. I'm grateful that you are listening and I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, on this episode, we've got Dominique DeVita. Dominique is a good friend of mine, a phenomenal coach, uh, specifically Tantra transformation coach. So Dominique works with clients to teach methods of the Tantra practice, uh, which if you're not familiar, we're going to dive deep into. A lot of people think it's really just all about sex, but it goes so much deeper than that. Uh, Helping people cultivate self-love, self-expression, deep intimacy with themselves and their partners, um, and really just heal traumatic wounds and all these beautiful things. So Dominique and I dive super deep into this. She's phenomenal. Her business is growing like crazy because she's really helping people um, create really, really potent experiences in their life. So hope you enjoy this episode. Let's jump right in. And thank you for listening. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Forge Your Path podcast. I'm your host and life coach, Delaney McGuire. And on today's episode, we have a very special guest, Dominique DeVita, the Tantra, the transformational Tantra coach, um, who I have a pleasure to know personally. So Dominique, welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here today. Oh, thanks so much. I'm really happy to be here. And I appreciate you inviting me to join you on your podcast. This is exciting. Yeah, of course. So just to set the stage, I love to do this just to give the audience a little more clarity and insight into, you know, if there's any like, you know, connection here, or like what the backstory is. And so for everyone listening, uh, Dominique and I uh, cross paths because we both have been mentored by Preston Smiles, who's a fantastic life coach. And what put Dominique on my radar was that Preston uh, spotlighted Dominique for how much she has been killing it this year as a coach and how many lives she's transformed and how much her business has grown as a coach. So 
when I saw this message, I was like, man, she is, she's like really hitting her stride. So of course, like had to check your content out. Really love what you're doing with Tantra because it's something that I think the mainstream, you know, it's something new and exciting that's like getting a little bit more traction, but even myself personally, who's been really into personal development and consciousness, um, this is still a new, a really new area for me. So one, I'm excited for myself to get to learn and grow, but also for the audience to get some exposure to what is Tantra, maybe breaking down any myths, um, or preconceived notions that might stigmatize it in a way. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how we got to where we're at today. So, um, I'm going to stop talking now and give you an opportunity to, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got to where you're at today? You know, when did maybe a little bit of how you found Tantra, what is Tantra and, you know, through your personal progression of growth and healing, where did you end up? Where are you at currently? Oh yeah, I would love to. It's kind of an odd journey, but you know, um, years ago I was really interested in Tantra and I'm much younger than a lot. I mean, much older, younger, I'm young at heart. Okay. Uh, on, on Halloween, I'll be 52. So, but when I was younger, I was, you know, I have back to in say the day, really, like, that blows my mind because we're video chatting right now and you look like you're 32 at the oldest. So thank you. I'm telling you, Tantra is the fountain of youth. You guys join in. And so I'm Halloween. So I like all things witchy and magical and all that stuff. Anyway, I was born on Halloween in Texas. And when I lived in Texas, you know, years ago when I was in my mid to late thirties, I was really interested. I listened to Sting a lot. So there was this thing circulating around about Sting having tantric sex with his wife for like nine hours and that perked my ears right up i was like whoa sex for nine hours that sounds amazing so that's how i initially developed my interest for tantra so i um when i was at barnes and nobles one day i grabbed a book like the idiot's guide to tantra and being an idiot i shelved the book because i just thought you know okay when i meet someone who will be ready to take this journey with me then i have this resource but if i would have opened the book i would have seen that Tantra begins as a solo practice. You first need to begin on your own and then merge with someone else. So, but I closed the book and kept it on my shelf. And then years later, when I did a travel nurse assignment, because I've been a nurse for uh, now 30 years. And when I did a travel nurse assignment to Los Angeles, packed my car up with my two uh, like teen and adult daughters. And um, we went on a journey and took that book with me. Again, set it on the damn shelf, didn't read it. And I wish, I love that everyone here is younger because I wish I had learned these skills and known these skills when I was younger because this was a game changer in my life. Like help me on so many levels, help me with my emotions, help me attract better partners, help me heal from traumas from previous lovers, help me better with manifesting, help me have more confidence and more magnetism and more success. So you guys, if you get started with this journey sooner, that's going to be so powerful for you. So, um, I just, again, put the book on the shelf. And then while I was in Los Angeles, I was having lots of fun dating and I was kind of a wild child and I was like, um, Samantha on sex in the city. And I, you know, I met this man and he didn't share with me that he had already been studying Tantra. He'd been studying it for a year. He had even dated a Tantra coach. So he, I was just pleasantly surprised when we were intimate together. So we were intimate together and like we had inter, you know, we had sex for five hours and, and it seemed like as if, you know, sometimes people will be like, Oh gosh, five hours. Like that sounds like maybe you would get tired of five hours. Right. 
Because sometimes if you're having boring sex, like 10 minutes can seem like an eternity if it's not good. But it was so amazing and the connection was so intense that that five hours, even though I knew a lot transpi transpired in that window, it just seemed as if like 20 minutes went by. And then we're just like, wow, like all of this just happened. And so it was really so amazing and such a, uh, an awakening experience for me. And so I wasn't even expecting, I just thought with Tantra, like, oh, I'm just going to have good sex. That's it. And um, actually, if you've, or you're familiar with chakras and some of you may not be, but your third eye chakra, like in that experience, like my third eye opened up because that sexual energy, I was able to have prolonged ecstatic states of pleasure and bliss and continue to have orgasm and orgasm after that and keep riding the wave of the pleasure. And my partner was just able to hold like space for me and hold this really deep connection and presence. And um, just like honoring what I, what I would, you know, all the pleasure I was receiving. And he was so relaxed and so confident in his skill. I wasn't even feeling the energy. Like, am I going to push him to the point of no return where he's going to ejaculate like I didn't even there wasn't that tension or anything it was just like we could fully relax and really enjoy and be fully present in that moment and so for me that allowed me to experience these really heightened states of pleasure and bliss that literally moved that energy the sexual energy through my body and through my chakras and open my third eye and um, afterwards the the next morning he asked me you know hey will you will you come back tonight? I had things I had to go do. And I was like, not even a question. I'm here. Like, this is amazing. And so I returned that night and it wasn't like a fluke and, you know, neither one of us are on any medications or drugs or anything. This is just all natural. And we proceeded and had the same experience again. And I was like, Whoa, cause he hadn't yet told me about the Tantra. And afterwards he told me, he's like, you know, you're naturally Tantra without even knowing what it is. And so he ended up wanting to introduce me to one of his um, Tantra teachers. And so that's kind of how that journey began. But it initially starts with self-love and the steps that I did to heal myself with um, white Tantra practices, which white Tantra is um, breath work, meditation, things like that. Then pink Tantra is about your heart chakra. And that's like a lot of self-love. Red Tantra is these amazing self-pleasure techniques that you can use. So you don't need to tolerate like a fuck boy or fuck girl or someone that's not in alignment with you. This kind of zap you from your energy. Cause especially if you're being an entrepreneur, you need to really watch where your focus is and not have leaky buckets of energy with the people that are around you. So if they're not filling your cup up, well, you fill your own cup up, right? But if they're draining you, like people are either a faucet or a drain. So you have to pay attention. So um, there's these amazing self-pleasure practices that you can do and then practices you can do with a partner that's, you know, like you can attract a better partner or enhance the relationship with the partner that you have. And then another form of Tantra is black Tantra, which is Neo Tantra. And that's like a new age Tantra. And that's elements of like kink and BDSM added into that. But with pink Tantra, I started my journey after I dated him for a bit. I just realized, wow, what are the patterns I've had in dating? Why am I attracting the same kind of people? What are the wounds I need to heal from my past? So I took a, a break from dating for a while and I just started healing myself and, and um, being my own best lover. And I just had this feeling like, you know, if I show myself how to love myself, I'm going to set the example for anyone else who wants to approach me. And so all of these Things that I helped heal myself with, I put into my um, ebook, which is the 12 Days to Self Love. So that's how my journey began. 
And um, then when I opened up the book, I told my first Tantra teacher about my idiot's guide to Tantra and she really got a kick out of that. And, um, but then when I opened it up, I saw about, oh, you can do solo practices and you can do all these things. I was like, oh, I wish I would have seen that sooner because it would have saved me so much grief and pain because I would have started this journey 10 years before when I first had an interest in it. Mm. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing your personal journey with us. Um, Cause I know my mind is like racing of like all the directions I want to take this. Cause it's so, so intriguing to me. And I think, I think everyone will resonate with, especially the early part of that story. Right. Cause it's like, yeah, everyone wants to have a great sex life. Right. Especially just our culture today. Like we celebrate that. Like it's, it's definitely a cultural benchmark of like, we all want to have good sex. And then there's like, just like, it's a great, even just internally, like one-on-one -on -one relationship with ourselves. Like, we want to be able to be our highest version of ourselves in that capacity for ourselves, for our lover, our partner, whether it's just like short-term dating or like marriage, like that's a key component to a healthy relationship. Most people would say, right. Um, yes. And it's so interesting. Cause you like, yeah, if, if I were, if someone were to ask me like a year ago, what's Tantra, I would be like, I think I would say it's like a, a mix between like voodoo and like, and like, intense weird sex if, if I had no exposure to it but the more I'm around people like you and people actually like informing me of what Tantra is and how it can be used and like I'm really excited to actually dive into and explore and hear you share about these different levels of Tantra because I think yeah. those are some of the key things it's like it's not just about the sex it's about the relationship with the self and the practices don't even necessarily need to be sexual um, in a lot of ways it sounds like so and, and then the other key differentiation that I think it will be great for us to explore is that it's not just a, um, a practice that you apply with a partner in the space of others. It can be very individualized. So um, these are all just things I just want to call out from you sharing that and um, because they're all new to me as well. So I think this is going to be a really great way to break down Tantra for people and help people leave this conversation feeling like, oh, I actually get it. And I'm like interested in exploring it. And also, just personal note, I just got out of a relationship and like self-love is so king when you like get out of a painful relationship. So I'm super excited to even just understand like how you use this tool for that. Yes, the self-love really helped me heal from heartbreak. It helped was just a game changer for me. And the thing is before this experience, I was already having amazing sex. Like my, I had already been a guest multiple times on Playboy Radio. I um, talking about sexual topics. I was giving my friends sex advice. They, one my, my friend still swears to this day that the sex position I taught her helped save her marriage. Um, my friends it would always ask me and tell me I should write out a book when I would tell them my adventure. So I was already having better sex than like 99% of my friends, I would say. So the second time I was with this person, when I returned that next night and all this amazingness happened, and I'm not one that likes to share my favorite toys. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I kind of got a little only child syndrome with that. And, but I sat up in the bed and looked him in the eye and I was, was so, so much sincerity. And I was just like, I want to clone you and give one of you to all my friends because it kind of broke my heart. Cause like, I know most of the people that I know have never experienced this and probably will never experience it. And I just felt so sad for them because this was literally, he was a catalyst. Like these moments literally changed my life path. And, and so I realized that I thought I had been, you know, I've been studying sex. Even I got, was interested in sex when I was younger. I grabbed my mom's cosmopolitan magazines and was reading all the sex positions and everything. So I knew all the gimmicky things about sex and the things that we kind of learned from either looking at porn, which misleads us 
or through magazines and articles like that. And so I already was like, oh, I know all my stuff. And I was already multi-orgasmic. So then I realized I had only scratched the surface. I had only reached like the tip of the iceberg of what was possible for me. So then that put me all down a rabbit hole because after that moment, I was like, wow, what else is available for me to experience in this life and in this body that I haven't even discovered yet? And so that started my whole journey. And that's just almost eight years ago that this, this opened up for me and I've been studying it and got my coaching and um, I just love it. It's just such a game changer for me. And my daughters at that time were adults and I wish I would have already discovered this when they were younger because it helped me balance even my emotions because your chakras are being balanced. It helped me not be so quick tempered. That self-love helps you kind of recalibrate yourself and then you, when you love yourself and you're really good to yourself, you, the way you interact with other people, whether it's your coworkers, your clients, your friends, your lovers, your children is completely different. And like you said, in self-love, other relationships are just a mirror to us. So what like attracts like. So the better we're loving of ourselves, and we raise our energy and our vibration through these practices and through self-love, then we elevate ourselves up to a place where we'll meet someone else that can match us at that place. You know, Definitely. so it's really important. And so, so often, if you notice this in relationships, I know that I've had this in my past, you're with someone and I've been this person in the past, you're with someone and at first it's the honeymoon stage and you're getting a lot of attention and it's all this and that, and you're getting all this love and attention and affection. And so if you don't have a good self-love game and your cup is empty, because you can only really have a good relationship from giving of the overflow from, you know, you already know how to, you need to be able to fill your cup and then the overflow is what you share. But a lot of times we approach relationships with our self-love and our cup empty, wanting someone else to fill it up. So then if they get busy with their business or they get busy with something else in life, then we can lash out at them and we feel neglected. We feel hurt. Our childhood traumas come up, abandonment issues come up. And then we lash out and we're like, you don't love me. And then there's all this conflict, but really what it is, is you don't need to find a partner. The, the thing in Hollywood about you complete me is a bunch of BS. We need to figure out how to complete ourselves and approach a relationship from two holes and reflect back to each other where there's things that we can improve on. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for making that clarification. I know it's something I've like tried to sprinkle in and just get, cause it's, it was like a self-realization that's really powerful. And I think you're right. Like everything in the media, you just look at like wedding culture and everything. It's like, we think we hit the Holy grail when we find the perfect partner, right? Like I would honestly say, and this is like, not like shitting on anybody out there. Cause it's just like culture. And when it, that's what happened, like subconsciously it embeds into how we see the world, but it's like, it's like 80, 90% of people think that happiness comes from finding the right partner. It's like, honestly, if that's the approach we're going into the relationship with, it's like, no wonder divorce rates are so high and, and relationships are so challenged across the board. And like, I think I'm privy to this because my parents divorced when I was very young. So I'm like always aware of like why and how, you know, but it's like, yeah, if, if we don't do, I mean, I would say like on the, the path you want to walk, right? It's like, how do you create a life where you're so excited and passionate in your everyday life without a partner that you're just beaming? And then like when someone walks into your life, it's, it's not on them. Like all they have to do is be themselves and you guys can co-create together, right? Because like the flip side of that is I don't really like my job. I don't really have friends that inspire me. I just watch a lot of Netflix. But when my partner comes home from work, then we get to connect and we have such a great time. But it's like, you're putting so much pressure on them to make you happy. 
that like you're polarizing everybody because like, yeah, maybe you guys can have a great time together, but your emotions are gonna flood back and forth until right, you we, can find that. We approach relationship from scarcity, from lack, from not being fulfilled on our own. And so many people, if you notice in our society, are uncomfortable with being alone. And that's why it's been so challenging during COVID when we've had to isolate, that's really surfaced for so many people because they realize, I really don't know how to be alone. Mm -hmm. I can't be alone with my own company and feel comfortable with that. And what another person brings to the table should be a bonus. It shouldn't be something you're needy of because then we're putting, we're making someone else responsible for our happiness, for our fulfillment. And that's not what it should be. You know, and so, yeah, anything you, even in your career, being successful, you know, getting new clients, anytime we approach anything from a place of lack and scarcity, it, it makes an unhealthy dynamic in that relationship and it repels because we are like magnets. So with Tantra, you're able to elevate your magnetism, but with magnets, you're either going to repel one another or be attracted. So you need to shift your vibration, your energy up so that you can be a magnet for everything that your heart desires, like get in alignment with what you're wanting to manifest, what you're wanting to call in. Definitely. Yeah, I love that share. So there's a ton of things I want to jump into, but I do want to circle back real quick to one thing you hit on because I think it will give some context. So you said earlier with this partner that you had who had been doing the Tantra work, that you wanted to make a clone of him and give one to all your friends. So, and because it's an experience that was so like enlightening for you. So I, I think it would be cool before we like, I, I do want to jump into like, what are the stages of each of these like self-love? Like what are some actual tangible things? But before that, it's like, what are we working towards? So like, if you had to describe a partner that has been exposed to Tantra and has not, what do you see? Like, how did you experience a partner who has done the Tantra work and why was that so transformational for you? Well, you know, I didn't understand at first when we went out, you know, when I would hang out with him because he was doing all these things. And now I pay attention when I'm going on a date with someone or I meet someone, I look and see, do they, what does their self-love game look like? How do they care for themselves? Do they meditate? What kind of foods do they eat? And for me, I'm like, do you use toothpaste with fluoride because fluoride can calcify your pineal gland. And, and, and interfere with like your enlightenment, your intuition, right? So he already knew these things and he already had a strong meditation practice. So like, does the person meditate? So I'm looking at those things now when I'm dating someone. And now at first Tantra kind of met, well, kind of, it really messed up my sex life because I realized, okay, I can't just have casual sex with someone and think I'm being responsible and use a condom and think that everything's going to be okay because and then I realized how energy worked on a, an, on a deeper level and how people's negative energy, you're taking their energy into your most intimate spaces. So then I, it changed for me where I was like, okay, I'm not going to be with an intimate with anyone unless I would want to be like that person. Are they someone that I would like to be like, or when we're hanging out and doing stuff, are they, am I seeing them have road rage or not being in control or emotions or not treating themselves well, or how they talk to other people? Like, how do they carry themselves? How do they nourish their bodies? What is their self-care game like? Like I look at all of those things now. So yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a big game changer. But this person, for males, it's really different what Tantra offers males is it takes a while to learn this because you learn how to have pleasure and intimacy a certain way. So for males, whenever they get the highest level of self-mastery with Tantra, they're able to separate their orgasm from their ejaculation. So then they're able to be multi-orgasmic. 
So they can have full body orgasms without ejaculating and they can maintain their erections and then they can last for hours and be really relaxed. And then also knowing how to meditate, the longer a male can meditate and, and sit with himself, the, the longer he'll be able to have sex. So it's just maintaining that, maintaining, maintaining that ability to do that, to have, have a meditation practice. So the other point is like, yes, someone can pop a Viagra and be able to have an erection and have sex for a long time. But if they're not meditative and they don't have their other stuff together, what's going to happen is they're still physically with you, but they may be very distracted or thinking of something else. And sometimes I know females, I don't know as a male, what you've you experienced, but as a female, sometimes it feels like as if a partner could actually just be, you know, masturbating inside of you. Like they're off in their own fantasy and they're not even fully present with you. Just knowing to have how to have that heart connection through opening up your heart chakra, knowing how to have that presence of mind, how to really drop in and be fully present and focused and being present in that moment while you're having sex and having that sacred sexuality is really powerful. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I uh, That really lands and hits home for me for sure. Um, and so I did just get out of a relationship and afterwards it was like first intro to conscious connection in that, in like an intimate sense, first exposure to like sacred sexuality and all of that. So it was like a, a wild ride for me. It was like, I felt like I was just grabbing onto a speedboat and be like, let's, let's try this thing. Like, let's see what happens. But coming out of it and having the opportunity to reflect on like, how, what was that experience like? Like where, where did any like wounding show up for me? You know, where was I not? Like when you think of the archetype divine masculine, where was I not like absolute presence, absolute like, you know, groundedness um, and openness. And I noticed like when I would reflect, like there were certainly times it was like, I do meditate, I have these daily practices. And like the woman I was with was very intuitive. So like she would always know when I wasn't absolutely present. And there were plenty of times and that's like, that's where, and that's why it's, it's really cool that all these things are linked because people did, okay, trauma, whatever, like that doesn't really affect me. But then when I'm like tracing this back, I'm like, okay, so where could there have been any opportunities to show up more fully in my relationship? Well, I wasn't fully present always. And it's like, well, why wasn't I fully present? Well, there was a little bit of fear there. It's like, well, why was there fear there? It's like, oh, it's because of childhood, like traumas and wounding and shit that like is just subconsciously being projected onto my partner. So it's like this crazy rabbit hole of interconnected things. Yeah, it all links together. That's why we have to look at our stuff. And we want to think because we forget about something or we think it doesn't bother us anymore and our subconscious things can be tripping us up and we're not even aware of it. So it's good to take a moment and reflect and have the time to yourself to like look at yourself, look at your patterns. You know, often in dating we think, oh, I, I just, all men are the same or all women are the same. No, your pattern is the same. So you keep attracting the same type of people because you're stuck in that same cycle and that same pattern. And what can you do to disrupt that, to change that cycle for yourself? Mm, I love that. And it's like, that's the, that goes back to the concept of taking full ownership, right? Mm -hmm. Like one of the worst things we got from my perspective we can do is, is in anything in life is take the victim mentality. But when, when we show up in full ownership for everything, we take our power back. We take our, we can write the story. So it's like, yeah, if, if, if it's more than once, it's a pattern, you know, it's how we show up. And um, fortunately, you know, I stumbled into some great mentors in this space of like healing masculine and feminine energy, not just like literally just mostly like podcasts and stuff, but it's like so clear and so, so abundantly clear that if we don't create space between relationships, like 
I would I would suggest one of the worst things we can do is just go straight for like the rebound or like just straight to like the how do I avoid these challenging emotions I'm dealing with right now, whether it's drinking, partying, whatever. Um, like to just give ourselves space to work through that because it's like only in doing the painful, challenging healing where we feel through our emotions and like reflect and, you know, do the shadow work, whatever it might be. It's like, that's how we're going to show up as a new human for our next partner. And if not, it's just going to, it's going to cycle. Right. That's what I did with the self-love journey. And that's why I share what the steps and the things that I did in the ebook. And then later I realized I should have named the ebook something else because I put 12 days of self-love, but people don't understand. They'll be like, Oh, I can't get a good lover. And Oh, I'm really heartbroken. And they don't understand. Like in our society, people are like, Oh, I don't need self-love. Or they think, you know, like for me, I modeled uh, when I first went to Los Angeles and I had done a lot of modeling and, um, you know, because I had ego and because I felt confident in my oh. look, I'm thinking, oh, I like myself a lot. I love myself. No, it's different. Having an ego or, you know, just being superficial about your looks and not like deeply loving yourself and caring for yourself are completely two different things. And people don't realize, oh, the self-love. I'm like, well, the self-love is what's going to help you to recover from the heartbreak, to attract a better partner. One of my clients, she calls me her happy, healthy, wealthy manifestation coach. And when I, and so for me too, when I taught her is like, when you start to heal yourself, you attract better lovers and you attract better partners. Mm -hmm. So it's just all about that healing so that we don't continue to repeat. Let's go. This is, this is showing me clearly like this is going to be a modality for me for sure. Um, so I appreciate that. So yeah, let's, let's jump into like kind of the, the weeds of this. So when you say there are these levels, there's white, pink, red, black, Tantra. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like, it's almost like an incremental practice um, in starting on the levels of white and pink. What do those look like? If you would just like give some additional, because you say you shared self-love. Self-love is a good foundational practice. I know you mentioned breath work, meditation. Um, is it as general as using those modalities or are there, are there flavors of these practices that are Tantra specifically? Well, there's, it goes a little deeper, but with white Tantra, again, it's like meditation because your meditative state is going to help you with your, you know, how long you're able to be connected and be present with a lover. So it's really important. Plus it gives you time to have reflection on yourself. So there's so much, you know, we always stay busy. And just like you had said, we, um, to kind of go back to something that you said, I, uh, I want to touch on real quick is like when we go from a bad relationship and then we start dating again to numb ourselves out. Like I used to joke around and say the best way to get over a man is to get under one was like a joke that I had, which is only me continuing bringing my baggage from one thing or that feeling or that hurt onto the new relationship and initially distracting myself. So I don't feel quote unquote lonely but I'm not, I'm not letting myself and giving myself that time to heal or we numb ourselves with Netflix or with alcohol, with drugs. There's so many things that we can numb ourselves out with, but you know, you have to feel it to heal it. So sometimes you have to just go through that pain. And it, this took me a long time. I was, I don't know, it was probably about 40. Yeah. I was about 44 years old when I realized this and, and then started healing and taking time in between and just took a moment because I was always like had several suitors that would want to like date me as soon as I would break up with someone and I would be like, Oh, okay. And I just wouldn't give myself that window or that spaciousness. Mm -hmm. to heal. 
So the white tantra, it goes into like being meditative, which is really good. And then you can actually tap more into your subconscious and to your higher self and get more connected with your body. Cause it's all about your relationship to yourself. Tantra is a tool to help you trans for transformation and to help you with the relationship you have with yourself. And our relationship with ourself is how we have relationship with everyone else. Everyone else is just going to be a reflection of what our relationship is with ourself. So when we work on this, everything else gets a lot easier. It has a ripple effect. So being meditative is so help, helpful during the day. It even helps you with your business. It helps you when stressful things happen during the day or at work or something pops up, you're able to kind of roll with it better. So it just evens things out. It helps you balance your emotions, not be so quick to be reactive. Just you can sit and think about things and not always have to react from things intensely from a, you know, an emotionally hurt or painful state. So it's a good, you know, kind of is a beautiful reset button for us every day. And then breath work is a lot of the, the breathing practices that you do that are very healing, empowering. And, and breath work is also a detoxifier. Like the way we eliminate waste from our body is through urination, defecation, and respiration. So I'm a nurse. So, so that's, you know, that's how we get toxins out of our body. So it's a really great detoxifier. Then with pink tantra, that's going into self-love. And a lot of us have challenges with this, or we feel we have, a, I work with my clients and introduce them to the root chakra, which your root chakra also is about your relationship with your parents. So a lot of us have like a mother or father wound or where we felt abandoned or didn't feel secure, or safe, or protected or loved with our parents. And then we'll either that, or we'll have an issue with a previous relationship or partner. And so initially we never just remember back, like when you first had a romance, you were just all in, you were just so optimistic. Your heart is just fully open. You know, you're just thinking this could probably last forever. And it just felt so amazing. And you weren't holding back. You're openly sharing. You weren't coming from a place of fear, but then when you get that first heartbreak, then you start to keep, you know, you shut down and you're like, okay, I don't want to do that again. I don't want someone that close to me again. Cause this really hurts when it ends. Right. So we start to build this armor and have this armoring around us. And we feel like we're protecting ourselves from the outside world by building up these walls, but we're actually building up a barrier to keep the good things from coming into us. So pink Tantra helps us to open up that heart chakra to drop some of that armoring to love ourselves more. And the heart chakra is the connection between your upper and lower chakras, but it's also the connection with you and the world. Then with red tantra is about self-pleasure practices. And then we incorporate more, even mixing with the white. So we're doing things like moving or tapping into your sexual energy, building your sexual energy in your body, knowing how pleasure is medicine, knowing how to circulate it through your body and then use other tools with breath work at the same time with self-pleasure, with your orgasmic energy, and then tapping more even into some manifestation abilities. So it's kind of like law of attraction, turbocharged. Mm, okay cool red tantra and okay sweet i definitely want to like give each of these their due like yes. focus right um yes, and then so okay so white tantra seems quite self-explanatory these are practices that they're not necessarily different from the general practices that people might already be doing or starting to explore so you medit just any form of meditation any form of breath work wim hof whatever just getting that connection with your body and like I'll 10 out of 10 hands down be like do that stuff because it's been game changer for me um, and so with so with pink tantra self-love so it's like before you get into the and I, I love this because 
in my own self-love practice and just how I see the world. It's like, even in the Tantra itself, like you look at the world and look at people's lives. It's like, we're, we're all, most people, even people working on healing are filling a void, right? It's like, we're trying to get money. We're creating a lifestyle. We're doing something to fill a part of ourselves. that doesn't feel home complete. And at the end of the day, sex can be that too. At the end of the day, we can be like seeking a dope sex life to make ourselves feel validated. So I love that self-love comes before that because at the end of the day, that is like, if, if, if there's a takeaway outside of the sex stuff that we're talking about today, it's like the holy grail is in self-love because nothing matters without self-love. If you aren't able to fill your own void and just like become the overflowing cup that can give love and connection to people around you because you love yourself so much, it's like the sex won't even, you probably, you would, you would know this because you're the coach, but it's like you probably can't even have the tantric like connection if you don't have the self-love as like a, as a pre-established practice yes it's the foundation for building a tantra practice and then like you said the white tantra practices i love that you do that because that's you know if you think how we are in our society today we're so busy with we're in our head we're so analytical and it's like we have a, a million tabs open in our mind and we're really disconnected from our bodies and so we're always thinking doing you know we're like instead of being human beings we become human doings so it's a, a moment to drop back into your body. So first dropping back into your body and being able to connect with your body, then connecting with your heart and being able to love yourself. And then only until you truly can drop in and connect with yourself, are you really ready to make that kind of like the red tantra connection with someone else? Got it. And, and one last clarifying thing I'd like to bring up with the pink tantra practice. I mean, you say you bring up the root chakra and whether people are like, that's something I'm just getting comfortable with. But even if you're, even if you don't really use that language or like use those frameworks, it's like either way, almost all of us will have some form of damaged relationship with a parent or an ex-lover uh, mm -hmm. that causes us to put up the walls, right? Because we just want, when we're young, when we're born, when we go through those phases, we, all we ever want is love and connection, right? And we learn along the way through these like, um, and it's just how the universe works. It's like, we, we interpret that our love is conditional or being vulnerable is not safe. Um, not going to lead to the outcome we're looking for. So we do put up those walls. So when we identify that, like when we reflect on an old relationship and be like, where was I wounded? Where was I guarded? What does it look like? Do you have any recommendations on practices or things, techniques for people to one, identify what are those wounds? And then what do we do to heal them? Yeah. With whenever I guide my clients like through breathwork practices, I can actually also see you know, where they're having discomfort in their body and which chakra is is being impacted and like what kind of wounds could be related to that. And there's a book that I really love. It's called The Body Keeps the Score. I highly recommend that book because mm -hmm. a lot of things that have happened in our lives can show up and present. You know, I'm a nurse, so can show up and present as illness in our bodies because disease is actually dis-ease and discomfort in our bodies. So I'll look and just see, you know, as I, we do kind of like a self-discovery thing and I'm tapping in and getting to know them better. And I have lots of questions and things that we go through and exercises we go through. And so with that process, I'll see, I can, we can dig through and see which wounds are really more present for them or which relationships cause the trauma, uh, the, the trauma. So I do like, I guide them on like a, a pink heart Tantra meditation to help them open their heart chakra. So there's a lot of different things to do. So it's really hard to say, it's not always the same for each person. 
Of course. I think that gives clarity. So the point is, if you have trauma, hire Dominique to guide you. <laughs> yes, we'll discover, we'll explore and see where it is. And we all have it and there's no shame about it. Yeah, It's just part exactly. of the human experience and this is just growth. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up because it's like, I was just having a conversation with a friend the other day about this. It's like the reminder that none of this, like the most amazing sex you could ever want, you're like highest self in the bedroom doesn't exist ex externally you don't need to go do anything to find that you it's about peeling back the shit you covered that version of you up with right it's about going inside healing learning about yourself and just exactly. returning home all right, this episode of Forge Your Path is being sponsored by the Next Level Self-Growth Community. So if you're listening to this, if you're young, if you're passionate about life and you're committed to creating a life that's really extraordinary, that's original, and that's you know full of fulfillment and well-being on your terms, you know that road can often be pretty isolating. We, we can sometimes feel disempowered when we don't have the people around us, and I know that I felt the exact same way in my life on my personal transformation so that's why i partnered with a phenomenal coach justin bostic to put together the next level self-growth community for that next generation of leaders to come together to support each other on our goals get accountability and just work on holistic 360 you know personal development how do we enhance our relationships how do we enhance our career our financial situation, the depth of community and connection in our lives, in and out of the group, you know, all these beautiful things, self-love, uh, mindfulness, so many beautiful things. So if any of that is interesting to you, head over to, you can check it out on my Instagram. Uh, there's a link at Delaney McGuire underscore, or head over to nextlevel.community to learn more. Now let's get back to the episode. So um, I think this is just a really good point. I'm going to end up like clipping this clip because I need to make a shift with my equipment really quick and then we'll just hop right back. Into it. Yeah, that's fine. No worries. Um, my computer decided it wanted to drain. That's all right. Technology. Mm -hmm. uh, well, that was weird. Now there we go. Get that going. So, yeah, the only difference being I had uh, minimal ports on my computer, so my I had to switch to my shitty mic, uh, shitty camcorder. But I think we'll get we've already got the footage we needed. Anyway, so. Okay, good. We are golden there. Is there anything else before we go? Am I talking too much over you or anything? I get a little excited. Oh, no, it's perfect. No, it's, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just checking. We, we want your knowledge. <laughs> I go back, you, you say something and it reminds me of something I forgot. I'm like, well, wait, wait, hold on. I know yeah, you're going no. forward, but I remembered something. Yeah, no, it's great. Cool. All right, cool. So, so we just covered pink tantra in depth and getting back to self-love using visualizations. I know for myself, maybe just some additional context, like in going through a recent breakup for me, what self-love practice has been, and you can reflect on if this is like a good thing or if I should switch my approach, but even like when you're not necessarily, like if you're not working with a coach actively and you want to like be able to do this on your own, uh, I found like self-love inner child meditations to be really helpful to go back and like sit with ourselves and imagine like what, 
like what were those, what are those red flag moments in my life in which I realized who I was shifted, right? I got more, because like, we start out this ball of human expression and love. So like, when did I start to reserve myself? When did I hold back in conversation? When did I start being intimidated by like, like male role models, like powerful humans? Or like, when did I start to get intimidated by like beautiful women? Like, or where did I feel uncomfortable talking about sexuality? Like, how did I learn those things? And it's like, when you notice the inflection point of what happened, that caused that, we can then go back and there's a million things on YouTube as well that can help you like sit with that and literally visualize yourself like affirming and acknowledging that that happened, right? Like you, like the body keeps the score. So you can't really release an emotion and an emotional pain in your, until you feel through it, work through it. Like when we're children or younger or don't know this stuff, we know we avoid, we get a bunch of partners so we don't have to feel that, but it just stores inside of us but it's in the practice of going back, allowing it to come up, us to remember and experience it, let it flow through us, we can dissolve that. Um, and in that, that's how we heal wounds from my perspective. Would you agree that that's like a decent approach? Yeah, I think that's a beautiful approach. And I actually do guide my clients on inner child healing as well. Mm -hmm. So when we work on the mother-father wound, then we follow that up with inner child healing. And then one of my clients just yesterday, I had given her this exercise to do for inner child healing and uh, in our session before. And then when I had a session with her yesterday, she's like, um, my previous life coach that's also a therapist, we're friends now. And when I talked to her this week after our thing, she shared with me the exact thing that you um, taught me the other week. And she says that she's been using it with all her clients as a therapist. She's like, and then another therapist that I know was like, here's this thing here's this thing, this other therapist that I know says, Oh, here's this thing that I'm using and I'm using it with all my clients. And it was the same exact thing that I had taught her. So it's really important because the inner child healing, like that's subconsciously we're carrying these things and our fears, our need for security, control, approval, all of those things surface, you know, come to the surface in our adult relationships. And we don't even understand if we've just been ignoring and numbing and and, you know, kind of putting our head in the sand and not paying attention. And our inner child is still here with us and wants us to pay attention to them. And this is our opportunity to reparent ourselves and give ourselves a love and do the things for ourselves that our parents didn't do. Because our parents came from older generations where there wasn't the access to podcasts to continue to learn or the internet and things like that. So their wounds just kept being passed down from generation to generation. But now this is our opportunity to heal. And when we heal, we heal, we help to heal past and future generations. So it's really important that we do this work now that we have these resources and this technology at our fingertips. I love that. I love that so much. And and we heal the people we help heal the people around us when we show up as, as a fully healed human too. We create yes. a container for others to heal themselves too. So. Yes, just by being that example and showing them that it's possible. The other thing with that I do want to share with people that are entrepreneurs about Tantra that's really great is if you've read the book by Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, chapter 11 is titled Sexual Transmutation. And these practices were used by Nikola Tesla, Steve Jobs, Thomas Edison to tap into their creative genius. And these are the practices and techniques that I teach my clients. You know, Nikola Tesla says, it said that he visited India and things like that. So he learned about Tantra and some of the techniques and it's really very powerful practices. So for my female clients, I have a program um, that's called the own methods for the orgasmic magic manifestation method. And it just shows you how to really, you know, rock your own world, have amazing self-love, powerful self-pleasure, but also how to use your manifestation 
abilities to, to step into the dream, you know, to the life that your heart desires and to really tap into that and to use your sexual energy because our sexual energy is our most creative energy. It is our life force energy. And we were created from that energy. So when we know how to tap into it, to increase it and build it and to harness it and focus it in on what we desire, that's, you know, that's when we can be really powerful and we can, you know, we can create our lives that way. I love that you share that. And I don't mean to put you on the spot with this because this is just me trying to wrap my head around this a little bit because I've heard that language quite a bit, right? And I've read, again, anyone in an entrepreneurship or self-development, like you will rethink your relationship if you have not yet because you, it was like the initial personal development book, right? Yeah. Um, and so it's interesting when, when we say that, like, sexual energy like so for someone who's like new to the concept of sexual energy like and and maybe this could be a good opportunity especially because you're you're a nurse so you're like well rooted in science and biology and these things what is like what is the thing we're doing right so in harnessing our sexual energy and this is just me projecting and like guessing i guess and then you can let me know if i'm on track or not but like for men it's like in that idea it's like sexual transmuting your sexual energy but essentially it's like you're not like ejaculating either like you create a lot of time and space where you're not doing that or you are doing it periodically or how, whatever that practice is. But in doing that, like you're like almost honing and charging your sexual energy to be able to use towards your purpose and towards like, and, and I think there's a ton of biology probably behind that in terms of like, you know, whether it's neurotransmitters or chemicals or like whatever's like happening in our body. Um, but then also it's interesting because then on the flip side of that, it almost sounds like weird when you're mentioning for women, in the application of self-pleasure so rather than like reducing it rather than enhancing and heightening it that is in some way or form affecting your just baseline state that allows you to carry yourself forward into the world more powerfully so i may have just totally boxed out i have no idea but essentially that was my intuition based on everything you just showed your, your intuition is great and so the difference between males and females is that males lose energy they lose energy through ejaculation so that's why during sex you'll see females will be more talkative after sex and orgasms and males will be drained and more quick to go to sleep because you lose a lot of your life force energy plus whenever you're ejaculating you're losing so even if a female is having an orgasm a g-spot orgasm and she's squirting She's just losing some body fluids, but not as essential of a body fluid as sperm. Sperm, there's like millions of sperms that are there and each one could create a whole new life. So there's a lot of minerals and a lot of things there. And when your body has to regenerate that, redo those stores, then you're losing energy. You're kind of depleting and you're gonna, you know, you, you're gonna have to build that back up again. Whereas for females, like our eggs, we have our eggs from the time that we're born. They're already there. So we're not having to rebuild each time like these, these important things that could build human life when we have an orgasm. For females, when we lose energy, we lose energy when we have our periods and with pregnancy and childbirth, right? So they, and, and I also incorporate like Tantra, the word Tantra means a weaving. So I incorporate and use like Taoist practices with, from China that are also very similar. It's like, you know, Eastern medicine, Chinese medicine. And the Taoist um, beliefs, they, they believe that the reason that the lifespan for females is longer than males typically is because of how the males lose their vital energy through frequent ejaculation. 
So if you see someone, especially a male that has something like a porn addiction and they're very mindlessly without intention, looking at things and energy that could be really negative and derogatory, um, you know, there is conscious and ethical porn out there, but some of it can be pretty bad and uh, low vibration. Um, and then they're constantly ejaculating. You'll just see that they're kind of drained of their life essence. They just don't have the extra oomph. That's why professional fighters or football players are told not to have sex before a big game because you lose some of that edge. Mm -hmm. So you're losing your competitive edge and you don't want, you need that competitive edge in your business life as an entrepreneur. Now for females, since it's different, so we create life with our orgasms. You know, we carry life as being, as you know, we, the woman that we have the, have the womb and we have that ability. So then when we learn how to tap into our orgasmic energy and we're in that orgasmic state, if we also fuel it with our intentions, like law of attraction and combine those things together with, with different techniques I teach my clients, then you're, it's like, you're able to be a super manifester. And like, I've manifested amazing things in my life when I've done my tantra self-pleasure practices as a, you know, as a single person mm -hmm. and I've combined it and done it. It's called sex magic with a partner. Now with doing these things, it's not like a dark magic or anything. And I always tell everyone it's, you never should try to impose or take advantage, disrespect other people's free will. Like you don't want to say and make someone be your partner or say you want something bad or good to happen. You know, the person like, you need to let other people be and just focus that energy and the magic you can create on yourself for things for you to tap into your highest self for your greatest good. Yeah. So something that is good for yourself and all others around you, you know, you don't, you're not wanting to use it for bad things. People can have like a bad connotation of that. Right. It's just but in, your own cup. Yeah. But scientifically um, they did a study and I need to look this up again, but they did a study and there's these worms that are kind of similar physiologically to humans and these weren't, but these worms only have a lifespan of 28 days. So they got some of the worms and they snipped a group of them so that whenever they would have sex, they would not ejaculate. Then they got another group of the worms in the study and they didn't do anything to alter them. The worms that had been snipped, they either, I know they at least doubled, possibly tripled their lifespan past the average of 28 days. Mm -hmm. So um, with my clients, I'll have cl my male clients that they'll be able to have like full body orgasms instead of like just having like almost like a genital sneeze, like you just feel it in your sex organs. My mm -hmm. clients will say they feel an orgasm from the, their big toe to the top of their head. And it's just they're then they're feeling energized by the orgasmic energy and they're using breathwork practices and breathing it through their bodies. And it's also very healthy and healing for your organs and your tissues and everything. And then I have clients that are older males that have had issues with erectile dysfunction. And one of my clients emailed me the other day and was like, you know what, I'm um, pharmaceutical free and fully functioning. And my wife is very happy. And I was like, Oh my gosh, yes. So there's so much more that men can experience with their sexual energy than, than they're aware of. And they don't have to give up and think when they get older, that old age is going to keep them from being able to have sex. Damn, that's powerful. You need to get a commercial on TV. Soon, soon, you know. <laughs> mm, wow. That's... So now, now I keep doing my stuff and manifesting and I worked with Preston. I was in his first Kaboom group. And so in September last month was a year that I had been in Kaboom and it really shifted my business profoundly. And um, I stepped away from my nursing career last month and moved 
back to Texas to just go back to the basics and continue to build my business. And last month of my business, I made, um, in one month I made $44,000. That's wild. And that, yes. that's just honestly huge congratulations and celebrating Thank you because you. like energy or money is just an energy, right? It's like, you're putting so much value out there. You're helping people create so much amazingness in their life that they're like, take my freaking money. Cause life, the experience of life is something that's literally infinitely valuable. Um, so you're doing yes. some, you're doing some really powerful work. Yeah. One of my clients, she just, I, I just had her, you know, I've been coaching her for almost six months. And the other day she was saying, you know, can I have, what can I do to refer? Cause people, now they go up to her cause she's very magnetic. She's happily married though, but she's very magnetic and she just has like exudes such self-confidence. And so she works at a car dealership and men will approach her and they're like, you know, what is like, and they can tell that she has a different vibe and she usually would give them like dating advice or advice. She's like, but they just need to go work with you. And, um, so she was wanting to know how she could recommend me to them. But then it was so sweet. I was like, I appreciate that. She's like, yeah, I just think everyone needs one of you in their life. And I was like, Oh, thank you. I appreciate that so much. So that's how a lot of my new clients just happened as soon as I stepped away from my nursing career, which was a scary move. I've been a nurse since I was 19. So, you know, um, I had been doing it part-time for a long time, thanks to what I learned from Preston. And then I just kept working on that and doing my other things that I do with my manifestation, my law of attraction, setting my intentions. And I just fused everything together and it just took off. That is so dope um, and inspirational for everyone. Just anyone listening who's just interested in entrepreneurship, like it's, it's a super powerful story. Um, and just one quick, so I know we're almost out of time here and there's like two quick things I want to touch on. Yes. One is just going back to like loop this all together. Something I'm, something that just came to me is like what this is doing in, in these tantric practices of like full body and like you're like these things you're experiencing in your body and like how that relates to manifestation, like, going from like pretty spiritual to like pretty foundational like Tony Robbins type personal development. Like I've been really intrigued by his content. Like this dude's insane, like probably a billionaire, like impacted millions of lives. His, one of his foundational principles is like, you don't start by changing your thought. Like we always think about change your thoughts, like go and work on your thoughts. You're going to change your reality. He's like, one of his biggest things is like, no, change your state, which will automatically change your thoughts, which will change your reality like tenfold. So like in exploring that, that's what got me super into breath work and realizing like it's actually our physiological state that impacts so much. And then you look at like things like Joe Dispenza, who's all about if you want to, and he's pretty spiritual as well, but like if you want to create a new reality, like what's creating your reality usually, like, or your future, not even using those words, like what's going to create what you experience in the future? It's like, well, obviously how you show up today. And for the average person, we're like making our decisions subconsciously based on everything that's happened to us in the past. Like our emotional state today is based on like what we think about our job or historically we have or our lifestyle or whatever. But so when you fuse, and, and so I guess the other thing to point on, it's like just changing your, like just journaling on like, I want this thing, I want this thing, I want this thing, I want to create it. If you're not shifting the energy behind it, you're still in this like sad lethargic state, you're not going to go anywhere because you're just still sad and not happy and unconfident, right? Like you're still in this like pity party. So you're not really going to like get that powerful force to help you move forward in the world and get like big things to happen for you. But it's like when you're able to pair that, and this is like straight up Joe Dispenza stuff, when you're able to pair that excited future vision with an, an, an enhanced emotional state, like your body's filled with joy, love, excitement, passion, 
hence like tantric practice, which I imagine is like probably a lot of the stuff. It's like you are just supercharging this future you're creating because one, how you walk around and interact with people is completely different because you're just like a magnet. You're like, people are like, that person's dope. I want to be around them all the time. Like that's what Preston is that. We work with Preston because he embodies this like amazingness that we all just want a little bit of, right? So that's me just trying to loop some of those things back together. Um, I don't know why you just did all that because now you just brought a whole bunch to the tables. We're supposed to wrap it up, but I get it. We, but I'm, I'm going to touch on some of these things. Like you're just, you're yeah. just saying to me a lot of things that I super, super love. One is first when you're, when you're in the mode of you're like, I want, I want, I want, I want, you're still approaching things from scarcity, from lack. So that does not in the good vibration that you have even more important than thinking like it's good to set your intentions and, and visualize yourself as already having it. It's already yours. You're already there in your present reality. You know, not like I'm sitting here and this is, I'm so far removed from this goal that I have. No, this is part of who I'm bringing this into my, into who I am, into my reality. That's why it's really important. I have my clients use a gratitude practice. Think about it. If you can't be grateful for the Voice, the, the point you are in your life now and you can't find some gratitude within that what makes you think the universe is going to bless you with more things it's it's very similar to like whenever a, a parent has a spoiled child and the parents are giving lavishing all these gifts and everything to the child and the child is ungrateful and acting spoiled but most parents hopefully will be like okay that's it i'm not giving that kid any more gifts they're being real brats right now they completely have no they're just not grateful you know, that's it. That's kind of what we're doing with the universe. When we show that we're ungrateful for what we already have, the universe kind of blocks us off because so what you, you know, just like Preston says this, what you appreciate appreciates. It's really important and powerful to have a gratitude practice. Now, then you go and talk about Joe Dispenza and Joe Dispenza says your, your personality reflects your personal reality. So when we start doing these things with Tantra to change our personality and who we are, who we be, as Preston would say, who we are, then we get to shift and change the reality of the energy we are. You know, and even with Tony Robbins saying that, it's like not your state of mind or what you're thinking, it's who are you being in this moment energetically? Who on an energy level are you being? Tantra, for me, it was the thing to energy. And I always, I love, cause I'm a nurse. So I really geek out on Joe Dispenza and I'm just like, all right, I'm really, I see myself more that way. I'm like, I really love the work that he does. I aspire to that. Mm -hmm. And so, um, with that, I will say, and I did a newsletter on this to the people that subscribed to my newsletter and I'll have to share it with you. I'll share the link to it with yeah. you, but I did a whole thing with a graphic and everything. And it's talking about raising your energy. So you have an aura field, right? So you have your aura and you have different energy levels and the lower energy vibrations are anger, hate, you know, sadness, fear. That's low vibrational energy. Then as you elevate up and you start feeling with self-love and you're feeling more love, then you're expanding more into love. Above love is joy. So instead of trying to be happy, try to be joyful. Mm -hmm. Find out what is your joy. We can think, oh, that doesn't make us, that doesn't make us happy, or I, I need this to make me happy. No, just tap into the energy of joy, and a lot of things will come your way. 
And then the very, very enlightened at the top is like, what is the all knowing? I'm not thinking right now of the very top one, but you know, the true enlightenment is above yeah. that, but it's like love Oneness, and joy. You know. Yeah. So, so what happens is it's like, you know, when you're listening to a radio station, you're changing the frequency on the dial to tune into a different station. Right. So it's the same thing on a TV channel, except we don't have the old TV channels right anymore right now. But when you're turning the channel, you're, you're setting your channel on it, your frequency on a different channel. So what channel, what frequency is your body at and what channel are you tuning into? Is the channel you're tuning into like the bad news of the world? Are you watching the police and murder mysteries? Are you watching the romance channel? Are you watching the comedy channel? You know, the crime show? Are you listening to watching Jerry Springer or something that's low vibration and negative? The stuff on the courts, you know, things that war, crime, violence are you watching things about history or are you on lifestyles of the rich and famous or are you with nature or with travel like what channel are you setting on yourself on and if you notice on the channel there's usually a similar lineup all the way down the channel right that's because that's a frequency that's where you're tuned in so tantra helps you tune in and elevate your frequency what is a better way to feel joy than being in your orgasmic energy and you don't need a partner to tap into that you're, you're changing your very being, your orgasmicness. You're in a higher vibration. You literally vibrate when you have an orgasm. You're in a higher vibration. So use this to set your frequency and tune into a different channel and disconnect from that lower frequency. And I just got pulled into a lower frequency and I was so embarrassed about it. I was just like, wow, I haven't really gone off on anyone like this in such a long time. I do not even know that came out of nowhere. And with Tantra, I have been able to be leveled out. I'm a Scorpio. I had been able to keep the stinger in and I wasn't, wouldn't lash out at people. I was like really, really calm with my emotions. Well, what was I doing when I moved back to Texas? Oh my gosh, I haven't been in Texas in eight years. I miss a lot of my food. So in California, I'm eating all these healthy restaurants. I'm gluten-free. I'm dairy-free. I'm mainly vegetarian or like source. If it's like, you know, grass-fed beef if I do have something like that on, on occasion but mostly like fruits and vegetables because they have energy right energy frequency I'm putting in my body eating great stuff oh well you know I'm back in Texas so what am I doing Whataburger biscuits and gravy going to have Tex-Mex chicken fried steak and I was just like okay I because I know with gluten it takes like six months to get out of your system so if I, I'm like if I'm gonna go all in I'm all in I'm gonna eat all this stuff so then I show up at Papacitos last week, gonna eat some fajitas. And I'm sitting there with a mask on and this woman sits on my bench and she refuses to wear a mask and I lost it on her and I'm not proud of it. I was mad and I went and told the restaurant, they're like, oh, she's just walking around here. She won't wear a mask. We couldn't get her to do anything. And then when I sat at my table, I sat there and I was like, you know what? If your ass would have been a true food kitchen, you would have never met that person. And if your vibration would have been better because I hadn't been eating the right foods that keep me at high vibration, she wouldn't have sat on my bench, but I had been messing with my frequency by mucking up my nutrition mm -hmm. and lowering down my vibration. And then like attracts like. So I was like, go. I was Everything like, in the universe is a teacher if you allow, it to allow yourself to see it that way, right? It was so painful. Like I really, my feelings were hurt the next day as I reflected on this. And I was so embarrassed that I had handled myself that way. Cause I was mm -hmm. like, wow, I haven't that, 
wow, I can't even believe that triggered me like that. And the day before had been the anniversary of when my mother had died. So, I mean, I was already kind of in a, you know, this still a heavy process, right? Sure. To give myself grace. But then I sat and reflected and I saw that restaurant. I was like, I'm going to eat these. And then tomorrow I'm back on my gluten-free and I have been, I'm back on my thing of doing what I know is best for me and being around with people that are the same vibration, the same frequency that see things the same way that I see things. Cause your vibe attracts your tribe. And I was like, what am I, you know, why am I surprised that this is where I'm eating where that's not healthy food that I'm having a not healthy experience. Right. So it was yeah. a really beautiful awareness. And I had to think it was, it hurt. I got smacked by the universe but, <laughs> but it was a really good awareness for me and i was like okay i see thank you universe i got it noted bless up <laughs> i love that it's your yeah. energy your frequency and you got to watch what you're tuning into because all of a sudden you can find yourself on the wrong channel really quick and you're yeah. out there <laughs> yeah and i think this is a great way to put the bow in the conversation right because like in that yeah the things we put in our body like our body is like a living, breathing, like car, essentially, right? It's like if you pour, like, you're supposed to put gas in your car. If you start putting, like, you know, anything that's not, you can come up with something. Yeah, like, right. Like anything that's not gas in your car, it's going to break, right? And for some reason, we've, we've been so heavily conditioned about all these other foods. So we, like, it just doesn't, like, you hear that, but you don't really let it land fully. Like, how important it is to put foods in our body that the human body was designed to consume, like whole foods. Um, and, and I think when you extrapolate beyond that, it's like, this is how you loop Tantra into that. It's like having a very healthy, like nutrition plan is a modality. Breath work is a modality. Meditation is a modality and Tantra is a modality. And it's like, and I think for all of those, it's like not, it's not the moment of meditation that matters, right? It's not the 20 minutes that you do it, that you are like, that's not where you see the net benefit, the net benefit of that 20 minutes of meditation and breath work or sitting down and eating healthy is that your energy is sustained throughout the day. You're less emotionally reactive because you focused on your state going back to Joe Dispenza and Tony Robbins. You created time in your day to get your state elevated. And with Tantra, similarly, it's like, yes, that's fucking dope that you got to have like seven orgasms or whatever, you know, like that's cool. But what it does for you is far beyond the actual intimate self-love connection practice yes yes so yeah. cool so just to close the loop i love for just like two quick last things so you know obviously you are out in the world sharing these things and making an impact in so many lives so i know you have some resources so i'd love for you to share those with everyone listening so that they can get their hands on it and start to explore tantra and then i would have a recommendation this is like partially for myself is like uh, on top of that outside of the things that you offer like what are some like good intro resources that you've seen out in the market that people can also check out like if there's any books or anything that you feel like would be a great place to start if someone's like gotten curious about this and wants to start exploring it for themselves well after i got on my tantra certification i actually went back and reviewed my idiot sky to tantra it was actually really good Let's go. I mean, it was like that person actually really fundamentally broke down a lot of things. It was really, it's a really great resource as you're beginning. Any books by Margot Anand and one of my teachers um, that's been um, doing Tantra for like 20 years, she learned from Margot Anand and Margot Anand learned from Osho. What, mm. Any books by Margot Anand is good. Her last name is A-N-A-N-D. Um, 
that's a great resource. Any books by Osho. Um, but the Idiot's Guide to Tantra is really a great way to start. And then my 12 Days to Self-Love ebook is something you could download right away to your device, to your iBooks. And that is um, 12 Days of Techniques Going Over White, Pink, and Red Tantra. So it's an intro to Tantra as well. And on my website at yestantra.com, if you just click self-love, you'll see um, testimonials and where people will see the breakthroughs they've, ha they've had with it. One person actually messaged me and was, was like, I've had such great experiences from the first 12 days. I'm going to do it for another 12 days. And she says, and I went to my therapist. Uh, my therapist asked me, what was I doing differently? Because they could see a change in her. So when she told them that she was doing my ebook, they asked for my website and everything because I want to check it out. And that just warmed my heart because I was like, oh, good. What I'm creating is actually like a therapist can see that there's a big difference in the person. I was like, yes, you know. So um, that's one thing you can see testimonials and everything and look more into that and see if that resonates with you. And then I just offer online coaching. I coach my clients through Skype and Zoom globally. And you can reach out and, and contact me at yestantra.com. I have a YouTube that's also Yes Tantra. My social media handles are Yes Tantra, even on Facebook, just and you know, Instagram, just at Yes Tantra. And then I'm launching on November the 8th, a group coaching program. And um, I don't know if this will have already aired by then, but um, it is going to be for the OM method, not orgasmic magic manifestation method. And it is going to be a group coaching program. And on one-to-one, -one, I'll teach these techniques to both males and females, but this group cohort is just going to be females. And so, you know, October's, you know, it's right coming um, after my Halloween birthday. And then with the energy of the new moon and the full moon with your intentions and manifestation and all of that. And then I do coach males on, ejaculation mastery and I also have a female pleasure um, master class that I'm going to be editing the video from it and having that available for people to purchase on my website as well that will be happening soon mm, let's go so many great resources thank you um, yeah I definitely invite everyone to check that out I'm going to be downloading this ebook at the very least because tantra is certainly a practice that I'll, I'm extremely curious about and like who wouldn't be after this conversation we just had you know Yes, thank um, you so much. I look forward to it. Lynn, let me know. I look forward to hearing how that book goes for you yeah. and the kind of takeaways you have from it. Of course, yeah. definitely. All right, Dominique. Well, thank you so much for joining us and for everyone listening. Thank you guys for being here and uh, hope you had some incredible takeaways. We'll talk to you guys yeah. later. All right. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Dominique. Uh, Tantra is so interesting, isn't it? This was the first time I've actually sat down with a Tantra coach to walk me through the practice. I know it's something I'm super intrigued by. And I hope this episode just really shed some light for you on the idea that there are so many modalities out there, right? It's like you don't have to lean into Tantra, but you know, when you look at everything from Tantra, meditation, um, you know, shit even musical instruments right there's so many different things out there that these practices that when we lean into them they help us grow and heal and connect to ourselves and express ourselves more and tantra is just another one of those practices right so it's not for everybody uh, and it's not something you have to go incredibly deep into right you can you can dive into it at any of these different levels or layers um, so i think that's so powerful really grateful uh, that you are here and that you've spent this hour listening to our conversation so as usual if you love this episode leave us a review 
and share the episode with a friend if there's anyone in your life you feel like is super uh would be a super good fit for tantra share this episode and we will see you on the next episode have a great day